Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. It's me, your good friend, Andrew Levins, and joining me, your better friend, John Valenzuela, here to talk to you about some indie games this week. John. Oh boy, cannot wait, Levins. It is good to be here. It is definitely a highlight of the week, seeing you on my computer screen. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm really just trying to push out all the energy that I have in my body. There's not much of it. I'm going to just chug a green tea for this entire episode um, through my eyeballs. Whoa. Yeah. And, uh, and just see where, where this episode takes us. We're going to be talking about some games we've been playing late recently. Uh, I have been, for the first time in my life, playing both Spelunky 1 and Spelunky 2. I've been Spelunkin. Damn, this boy been caving. About those new uh, Switch ports, um, which, spoiler alert, are wonderful. Um, John, what have you been playing? Uh, so over the last week, I've been getting into as much Psychonauts 2 as I can. I know we spoke about mm-hmm. it on our last episode, but I'll give an update of where I'm up to. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to, in that same vein, I'll do, I've got a little Psychonauts 2 update and I, um, I'm, I'm very close to finishing Dodgeball Academia. Ooh, hell yeah. But we've hit a snag and I, I'm going to tell you all about that snag. Ooh, love a snag. Since, since Bunnings is closed, this is the <laughs> only place I can get a snag. Um, Disclaimer, and- Australian people call sausages snags True Back to the show um, And uh, I also downloaded a recently released game called Lamentum Which I have been enjoying Bar one thing, which we will get into later But first up, as promised last week I uh, have taken a proper look at the recent Gamescom Awesome Indies Showcase And pulled together a few titles that uh, caught my eye that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to. 
Uh, should we should we get into this? No further ado, Please. Levens. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, get into it because after this, I have, I have a brief. I haven't watched the entire thing, but I checked out a few of the games announced in the Osobu, the Japanese indie showcase that oh, came sick. out last week as well. Yeah, I also so, yeah. I have a couple of games from the Indie Houses Direct that was recent. Uh, that you know, like a week ago or a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, from from Gamescom 2021, awesome indies opening the showcase. You had Blasphemous. So they had an animated trailer for their final DLC. It's the last last bit of story coming up. Um, obviously, I guess the gameplay is going to be pretty much exactly similar. It's just you know new new weird Catholic bosses to fight. But yep. the super exciting. Did you did you see this? Um, I, I read it and I completely forgotten everything about it. Uh, no, no, no. There was a, there was another reveal at the end of their little section of animated trailer that is huge. So Blasphemous two. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, cool. Twenty twenty three. So bit of time to wait, and obviously no details revealed yet. But got to be excited that there's a sequel on the way. Uh, yeah. So sh- the Blasphemous DLC that that previously came out was like. Really hard, and I accidentally fucking reset my game trying to load it. That's up. right, yeah. So I'm like, uh, okay. Hopefully, the, the 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 next DLC is maybe more standalone, and I can access it from the from the first menu. Yeah, we'll see see how we go. I think it's out fairly soon. Very keen for that sequel. Yeah. Uh, next up, they had a um a bit of an in depth trailer for a game called Serial Cleaners. Uh, this is a sequel to Serial Cleaner. Uh, a mm-hmm. game where you play a guy who is called in to clean up crime scenes. It's kind of a stealth game. You you sort of got to you got to pop in and like pick up bodies and mop up bloodstains and stuff. So the in the sequel there are four different cleaners you can play as, each of whom have their own kind of like style and personality when it comes to cleaning up. Like one of them's a, a tech genius, so they can hack various things in the environment. Uh, one of the guys is his nickname is Psycho, and he can like attack cops and take them out and stuff like that. So, really interesting to see some of the new gameplay mechanics that they will be announced that that, that will be coming in the sequel. Uh, there was Loop Mancer, which is a futuristic action platformer with a time looping mechanic. If you die, you start back at the beginning of the day again. I feel like it's been a uh, Time looping mechanics are really having their moment yeah. in the sun. Um, and the new uh, roguelites. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, this one looks cool. Like, nice to see it in an action platformer kind of thing. And the, the platforming and the action contained therein looks really fun. Uh, a game called Conscript. This one's been floating around a while. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the pod, though. It's uh, a World War One survival horror game. It's, like, isometric, really pixely art style. Um, looks like, you know... Uh, should be fairly fun, probably more up my alley than anyone else's. Uh, one that I think uh, we'll both really enjoy based on how much we liked This Is Not A Game, um, a, a game called Terrorbane, uh with the error in terror uh, in caps. So it's like a JRPG-style fantasy like adventure game, but it's extremely meta in that you can find bugs in the game and then use the bugs to solve problems. And by bugs, I don't mean insects. By bugs, I mean like problems with the code in the game. Um, mm-hmm. I really suggest checking out the trailer for that one, Levens. I think you'll you'll particularly enjoy it. Yeah, sounds um, cool. 
collectible card game called The Amazing American Circus. So obviously we're so used to card games that are like very battle focused and take place in like fantasy or sci-fi settings. In this one, you play a fledgling circus during America's Gilded Age. So like way back in the like early turn of the 20th century, essentially. Um, And you have a, a, you know, like I said, you're setting up a circus that you take on the road. Um, it, it, it plays as a card game where you're essentially battling the audience's boredom. Uh, so you have performers and you play cards for them to do various like stunts and tricks and moves and that kind of thing. Uh, looks pretty interesting. Yeah, that sounds great. Time Loader, which is a physics-based puzzle platformer where you play as a little robot that is sent back in time by its creator to stop a tragic event from happening. Um, it, it looks really cool because it all takes place kind of within a house. So, like, it shows gameplay of, like, you having to, like, scare off a cat that keeps stopping you from trying to do your thing and, like, knock over shelves to create pathways to new areas of the game. Uh, looks really, really interesting and really fun. Uh, and finally, a game called Midwinter, um, spelled W-I-N-T-A-R. It's an action stealth game where you play as a werewolf who is uh, who's living in a village that is primarily taken over by a cult. Uh, this is all set in like kind of high fantasy setting, not like Waco or anything like that. Um, and it's got like a day-night cycle. So during the day, you like fuck with villagers heads and try to get them to turn each against each other and stuff like that and during night you are a werewolf and you've got to kind of like continue to sabotage the cult's plans and stay one step ahead of them essentially uh so yeah that's everything from the awesome indie showcase that caught my eye that is a, a fraction of what was showcased it looked like a really big really um, comprehensive look at some indie games that are coming up and obviously this was just my taste I highly recommend, if you're listening to this, scanning through the showcase yourself. I mean, I just went trailer to trailer. Um, in my usual, I don't have enough time to watch an entire goddamn direct uh, fashion. Uh, so I highly recommend everybody sort of giving it a look themselves to see some updates on some games that have been announced before and also some completely new ones coming up as well. Uh, and then on the Indie Houses, so Indie Houses is a new co- uh, collective that consists of... I don't know of these guys at all. So it's a collective of um, of indie publishers. Uh, so it's made up of Akupara Games, Fellow Traveler, Neon Doctrine, Raw Fury, Those Awesome Guys, Toge Productions or Toge Productions, and White. Uh, what is it? White Thorn Games. So those guys have essentially like banded together to create a big enough sort of. Um, uh, like individually, none of these guys could pull off a direct by themselves. But when you have that many indie publishers packed into this one initiative, you've got enough for a pretty meaty one hour long showcase. Um, so just a couple of games really, really jumped out at me. Again, there was about 35 games showcased during this direct. So highly worth checking out if you don't share my taste in games. Um, uh, but if you don't, Screw you, man. I got great tasting games. Um, <laughs> some of the ones that popped out were Cardboard Kings, uh, which is being developed by Henry's House and published by Akupara Games. And if this rings a bell, it is because uh, Australian development legend Oscar Britton, uh, who is the brains behind uh, Desert Racer, uh, he is one of the guys developing this. Uh, in the game, was you it, run... It was a desert, desert Child, wasn't it? 
Desert Child, sorry. You race in the game. That's why my brain just said racer. <laughs> um, uh, it's a game where you run a collectible card shop. So, like, the kind of place that would sell, like, Magic the Gathering cards, except they've made up their own, like, little card game. Looks like it's got some really cool art for the cards and also interesting concept of running a game shop. Uh, Citizen Sleeper, which is the new game by the guy that developed uh, In Other Waters. Um, it's a narrative game set on a distant space station. You're trying to basically scrape out your existence. Looks like it's got some very interesting gameplay mechanics based on like dice and tokens and stuff like that. Uh, Wolfstride, which is a combination life sim and robot battler. Like you are, it's it, it revolves around like there's a sport of battling giant mechs and you are a competitor. And so you need to like take on odd jobs and do all these things to earn money to keep your mech kind of... Uh, you know, able to participate in these battles, which will in turn get you more money and allow you to upgrade your mech and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, a game called The Forest Cathedral, which um, I, it's a, so going off the, like I was watching the trailer, I'm like, how the hell am I going to um, explain this? So I'll just use the Steam description, which is The Forest Cathedral is a first person psychological thriller set on a remote island. Playing as a scientist, Rachel Carson, players will slowly uncover the effects of DDT using advanced environmental technology to solve 2D, 3D connected puzzles in this dramatic retelling of Silent Spring. So it's got this really interesting mechanic where like there are screens in the environment and you play like little platformers on the screens. Mm-hmm. Um, looks wild. I, I really want to kind of get into it and, and see what it's all about. Uh, but yeah, those are those are the things from the indie houses direct that caught my eye. So as yeah, as always, fantastic. the future is looking bright for indie game fanatics. Levens. Yeah, and I'll add to that with uh, a couple games, like literally one couple of games that I uh, that took my eye uh, in the latest. Uh, what, what I read about the um, Asobu um, showcase. Um, I spoke about the Asobu. They they're a collective from uh, Japan. I spoke about them last year. Because uh, it led to me going down a very hilarious path in my life in which I played a game called Renal Summer. That's Where right. you control the kidney of a dying dog. <laughs> um, and I don't know if it actually, if I, if it, if it's, I feel like it's still kind of going. If I re- was to reopen that game now a year later, I'm sure maybe something's happened. Maybe I should do an update on that at some point. But uh, the showcase is two hours long and it does feature, you know, some familiar things um, like uh, I think there was an update for Sifu. Um, and um, Kina, Bridge of Spirits, Skatebird, Paparazzi. So a lot of games that we're very aware of already. But there were a few games that I'd never heard of that showed up. Um, I remember last year there was a few games just in very, very early um, stages of, of, of being built that they fo- featured. And I think at least one of these is uh, is very early on. Uh, a game called uh, Chikaro, Chikaro uh, C-H-I-K-A-R-O. Um, at the moment, it's being developed for Mac and PC um, by a one-man team called Rucho, R-U-C-C-H-O, and it's a 2D action game where you use your like your the astral projection of yourself to explore, um, to explore. So you can slip through walls and possess enemies and explore, basically like the world in ruins after the collapse of civilization. Uh, 300 years since I mean if you want I'll, I can go full law here 300 years have passed since the dangerous autonomous autonomous robot weapon amorphoses came to roam the surface and the and most humans have have been confined to the underground shelter facility Chikaro 
On the devastated surface, only a small number of people are living in modest circumstances. Yokaze wakes up after losing his memory and is able to read the residual thoughts of the, of the deceased using spiritual powers. The ability allows him to find out who he is, which gradually leads him to uncover the history that led to the collapse of civilization 300 years ago. Um, guess what genre of game this is, uh, John? I have no idea. Is it? I'll give what? you a hint. It appeals to me. Platformer, Metroidvania, uh, but pixel pixel art, two uh, D platformer, action game, right? Uh, possibly with Metroidvania elements. But yeah, man, this this looks so beautiful and cool. The way you um, kind of control things, or I don't know. I feel like I feel like you know, like speaking of the word control, this might have like it might be in a way like a little bit reminiscent of the game control oh damn because uh, you are like you're like kind of sending yourself out there taking over different objects then like using them like fl- flinging them around the um the the levels you know like, it looks like you can run on water in in some parts of this um it looks great i can't wait for this game uh, i might even play it on my mac Ooh. that's how much it looks how good it looks to me uh, yeah. the other game that is being developed for pc and uh so steam and switch come on uh, renal summer too it's called Ooh. Um, we, we just had a game called like Oah, but now we have a game called Ooh, and it's O-U. Um, and it is a book. It's a, Sorry, it's a game where you play as a kid whose book, all the pages are like are, are like all scrambled from your, from your book. And so you have to like go through these levels that, and like, it's, it's like all beautifully hand-drawn, but yeah, the, the levels are all, all fucked up because like the pages have, have been scrambled from your book. Um, it looks really, really cool. Um, I, don't, I, I think it's a kind of like a puzzle game, um, okay. with like exploration, um, adventure elements as well. Um, and the, the, the really like gorgeous hand-drawn style is kind of like the, what's, what's really drawing me to, uh, to, to this game. Yeah. Look, it looks, uh, apparently they, they have mountains of hand-drawn illustrations and you, yeah, you play as a child navigating a picture book that has its pages all out of order and your sidekick is a magical possum. Sweet. Yeah. Coming out next year, I think, on on, on Switch and, and Steam. So those oh. are the two games. Definitely check out the As- Asobu, um, uh, big uh, big direct they put out last week, and the uh, ones John mentioned because yeah, tons of cool games being announced in uh, in all three of them. Damn, it is. Uh, it's been ripe with directs recently. So give me your uh, your update on Psychonauts too, John. All right, you loving it still? Oh, absolutely. It is. Look, it is by no means a perfect game. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that disclaimer down right now. Is any game? This is true. Um, Tetris. Also, this is true. I don't think I, I literally don't think you could improve on Tetris in any way, shape, or form. Um, so it is by no means a perfect game. I think a lot of the imperfections come from the genre that it is. Like I think 3D platformer is already a, a kind of genre that is rife with with difficulties built into it essentially like there was one level i ran into where you have to jump up platforms that are arranged around a cylinder and i'm just like when a 3d platformer developer is going to learn to just not do that as a thing it's such a frustrating Mm -hmm. bit of level design um there are other ones where it's like there's have you done the um have you done the the part where you're essentially doing like a cooking game show in someone's mind That sounds so fun. We're still in the casino. We haven't been able to play much of this. Oh man. Okay. But there's, so there's one where you like, you have to grab ingredients and run them to various cooking areas, which is great in theory, but you're using your, your, your telekinesis to grab it. 
and having to run through obstacles and sometimes the obstacles will just whack the ingredient out of your hand and it goes like flying away out of the level and you're suddenly screwed because you've got to run back and grab the ingredient again so mine little things like that like frustrations with playing the game but that being said the overall package is so great that i'm like those flaws are momentary like that was annoying but i'll keep playing like i've 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 hit a point now where in the main story missions, if I take, I like when I went to do the next main story mission, it was like, whoop, like you better make sure you've got all your loose ends tied up outside because when you take this story mission, you won't have a chance to do it afterwards. And I'm kind of like where I'm sitting in the narrative. I'm a, a bit like, this seems a bit early to be hitting me with the, the, you know, mop up any loose ends kind of thing. Um, so I did then take time and like sp- spent a bunch of time doing side quests in the, the, the hub world and man, the hub world is so good. It's like yeah. so it's much, excellent hub. but it's so much bigger than just the building you start in. Oh, cool. Like you get to, you, you get to go outside and there's like a whole lake and a quarry and all this stuff to explore. And then you can, you can go through a cave to another section called the questionable area, which is like a kind of, you know, sort of like a strange roadside attraction kind of area where your family is. And they give you like a whole bunch of other side quests. And, you know, I've been taking my time, just any character I can find that will have a conversation with me because the writing in this game is so funny and the voice acting is so well done. Um, I haven't yet circled back to uh, like to clean out all the brains I've gone in so far and make sure I've collected everything, but right. I still have one ability left to unlock. So I kind of think like I've done all except one of the um, side missions that I've accessed so far. So I think I'm just going to press ahead with the main story and see what happens. Yeah, cool. I, I From what I think I know of this game, I think it's not... You're not heading towards the end of the game. You're heading to a different part of the game. If that makes Interesting. Sense. Okay. Yeah. I look. I look forward to it then. Yeah. You know. I, um. We love it in this house. My my house of four. Um. The biggest fan of this game is Tilly, who uh, is is five. Really. For some reason, just love. Even though she can't ever remember how to say Psychonauts too, she just wants to play it all the time. What does um, she? We, what does she call it? Just oh, play the new game with the talking. Right. <laughs> the brain game, that she called it the other day. The brain nice. game. Nice. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, she really likes it. Um, Archie, we, we are very much like we all he talks about is Dodgeball Academia. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are on the final day. So, I think it's like the, like the eighth part of the game. Um, and, man, like... To give you an idea of like how much bigger this game is than I was expecting, like I, I'm well into my like we're, we're ten plus hours in, but we, like you know, you, you start every day in Dodgeball Academia, which is a Game Pass game, just like Psychonauts Two is. Um, so if you have Game Pass, definitely try both these games out. Um, you know, when, when you first basically you arrive to this new school and you, you're going to play dodgeball, and dodgeball is a very important thing in this world, um, uh, and so you you if you form a little team of three um, and. You have like a, a story mission that you have to do, which kind of sends you all around the map. And e- as each day progresses, you open up more parts of that map. But then that, ma- you, in doing that, you know that the next day is going to make you go to all of those the, to the entire map oh, wow. for many different missions. A lot. 
um, because there's also like random, not so much random, like there's like, it, it, they appear on the map. There's all these different dodgeball battles scattered across the map each day and we have to do all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also like um, side missions. Like there's this one kid that, that challenges you every day. Um, and each day he gets like first when he is, first starts. Is this the one eight, one yeah. health point guy? When he, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he still only has one health point, but his skills are way better. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 very fun and clever. Um, but to give you an idea of like how big this game is, um, just like we finished like let's say the fifth chapter, and it came up. It, you get an achievement every time you finish one of the chapters, and it told me that I'd unlocked an ultra rare achievement because that's how few people have actually played this much of the game on Xbox. It was like, you know, 3% of players have, have finished the fifth ch- chapter. Almost almost all the achievements I've gotten on Psychonauts 2 have been super rare. Yeah, right. Which so is wild. I guess, I guess when you have, you know, that much choice, it's it's, it's hard for... You, know, you must be like, oh, i, I, I got to play this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this. Yeah. The ADD gaming kind of thing. Um, but... So, look, we, we, are, we are on the last day. There's, a, there's one last big battle for us to get. We're like three or four levels away from the level cap, which is 50. Um, and very excited to hit that. But instead of just playing the game now, Archie doesn't want to do that because on the front of the menu, you can um, play the story mode. Then there's also versus mode. And versus mode is a very robust dodgeball game where you can play like um in the same like you know local multiplayer um two two player multi multiplayer where you choose three of the playable characters uh and so so like you have three on your team um and then you can also choose from like a variety of different balls that you unlock as you progress through the story so that's you know the more you do in the story the more you can play as and with in the versus mode <clears throat> and you can like make your level caps up to 50 which means you have like huge health and, and and strength like you know it, it basically like the 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 versus levels can last really really long and that's all Archie wants to do now is really? just play play me at dodgeball um there's so many great ways you can like you can have these you can have these balls that have like skulls on them and whenever you're holding it you lose health okay but so you, it's like this you you normally you would gr- grab onto as many balls as you can and just like then unload all like four of them at your teammate at the at the um other team but in this one like you grab it and you just want to get rid of it immediately um it's fun it changes up there's like you know ice balls fireballs balls that like are like kind of make you sticky and like stuck to the ground um i don't know if i talked about versus mode at all when i when i talked about dodgeball academia a couple I don't weeks believe ago so, and, no. yeah like, i i think i would definitely it's not padded out and I'm definitely like, I think if, if I was to just push through the story, each chapter would be like an hour long, but there just, there's that much that appears on the map and I do want to max out my character. Um, maybe there's a bit too much dialogue in this game, um, especially when you're reading every single bu- bubble of dialogue out to your five-year-old. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really special game. It's, it's definitely my favorite um, of the uh, humble, humble games for the year. Nice. I think I, I like it a lot more than the Wild at Heart. Okay, interesting, cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I should definitely be finished it by, by the time we record next week. Um, but if anyone's on the fence, I highly recommend it. Sweet. Uh, so we're going to talk about some new games we started playing, or mine are very old. John's is more recent. Uh, just after we hear a word from our sponsors. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank ye, sponsors. Uh, Did John, you say thank ye? Oh, yeah, thank ye. Oh, Maybe. right. Nice. Yeah. Nothing but the old timiest of compliments for my sponsors. <laughs> um, so, tell me about the game you've been playing. All right, I've forgotten about it already. Lamentia. Lamentum, it's called. Lamentum. So it's a new game uh, published by uh, a group called I think it's Neon Doctrine. Um, mm-hmm. Is the name of the publishers? Just double checking this. This is this is all stuff I could have really looked up before, but hey. Hey, you were too busy looking up every indie game that yeah. was announced in the last two weeks. What's uh what's an episode of all the small games without some typing? Uh so it's developed by Obscure Tales and published by Neon Doctrine. And I get the feeling Neon Doctrine is a name I recognize because yep, they published Yuppie Psycho. Oh, uh, cool. Which is a game that I I absolutely loved uh recently. Um, and also the Count Lucanor, which makes perfect sense because this game reminds me a lot of the Count Lucanor, actually. Uh, so Neon, spooky shit. Yeah, Neon Doctrine kind of have a bit of a, you know, they, they tend towards the spooky, shall we say. Um, so in this game, it is a, it is a very kind of like retro pixely survival horror game. Um, sort of, you know, uh, isometric-ish in terms of the, the sort of style you see it as. You play as a man, uh, it's, set, it's set kind of like Victorian times. Uh, you play as a man whose wife has been struck down by a, uh, a mysterious illness and you've uh, exhausted all avenues that, that current medical science gives you uh, for, for treating her, but you have heard tell of a, uh, an, a, a reclusive count 
who lives in a, a mansion far away from civilization who apparently has some form with curing mysterious illnesses. So you pack up your wife into a carriage or you write to the guy and he gets back to you and says, yep, I agree to see you guys. You pack your wife up into a carriage, you head on out there. The first, you, you arrive, you know, your wife kind of like, when, when you arrive, it's already like, there's something mad spooky about this house. You <laughs> kind of like, you go in, your wife says, uh, your wife, you, you go in, you go see the count, and he says, yep, we've got a room set up for you guys upstairs, a bedroom, go and get some rest. Tomorrow we start, we start, you know, looking into, I start studying your wife's illness. Just one question, how far are you willing to go to cure your wife? And you say, I'm, I'm willing to do what it takes, I'm willing to go all the way. You go outside, your wife says, I think I left something in the carriage. So, okay, honey, I'll go grab it for you. You head on up upstairs, go back. It's her wedding ring she left in there. You head back into the house, go up to where your bedroom is. You walk into what you think is your bedroom, but nope, it's actually a really long room that gets creepier as it goes. Your wife's standing there and she says some weird cryptic bullshit and then walks off and you discover a bed with you lying in it, bleeding out of your stomach. Boom! cut to the next morning you're waking up in the bed someone's wounded you in the stomach it's been bandaged you can't remember what happened thus the <laughs> game starts you are exploring yeah. this mansion uh which is just really really friggin creepy like you know there's there's blood stains everywhere and creepy art on the walls and all this kind of stuff you're trying to work out what's happening you're trying to find your wife so it definitely definitely carries some very classic survival horror elements to it you have an inventory but there's only nine slots in it so you really need to choose what you bring with you as you explore you can uh, it's manual save only there is no auto save and you need to have ink in your inventory to make a save game at desks that you find scattered throughout the mansion so automatically you've got to be very like very circumspect about when it's worth saving is it worth using a an an ink jar to make this save or should i wait and 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 hopefully survive a bit longer and then make a more kind of um a more a more worthy save later on down the track uh there's lots of puzzle elements to it which none of the puzzles so Mm -hmm. far have been like massive head scratches a lot of them are like oh i just need to remember some information i saw in this room carry it through to another room um, there are sort of grotesque enemies scattered throughout the um, throughout the the mansion, and because it's a survival horror game, more often than not, you need to rely on just avoiding them rather than taking them head on. Because combat is not great, but it's not meant to be great. If you get what I mean, like you're not some ass kicking dude with with like hella weapons. You are just some guy whose wife was sick. Uh, so I've been very much enjoying this game in what I've played of it. However, I, I you know, was, was playing today, was making my way through the game. I, I am in some kind of weird dungeon catacomb style thing. I, I threw a switch on a mechanism and which caused some spider-like being lurking in a hole to start a conversation with me. So he's talking about, like, he knows my name for some reason, so, ooh, creepy, I've never seen this guy before. 
uh, and he's he's asking me like it's it's all because of that little girl. I need to find that little girl. She's the cause of all this. Have you seen this little girl? And then two options pop up. I have seen the girl. I have not seen the girl. There is no way for me to select one of these options. Right. So all I can do at this point is go back to the switch menu, quit the game from there, and then reload it from wherever I got up to. I have encountered what I suspect is a game-breaking bug. I have tried everything I can to actually get this conversation finished. There is nothing I can do. So I've screenshotted it. I've hopped on Twitter. I've sent a tweet to the developers going, hey, guys, playing on Switch, really enjoying the game. However, I think I've hit a game-breaking bug. Here is a screenshot of where I'm up to. I cannot select a conversation option. Any help you can give me would be great. Really hoping to hear back from these guys because what I've played so far, I've very much enjoyed, and I'm very much looking forward to playing through the rest of the game. But it is super frustrating to hit a bug like this. Yeah, yeah, that's annoying as hell. Did they get back to you properly? I haven't. I haven't. I, I sent the tweet maybe an hour ago, and I'm not okay. entirely sure where these guys are located, so I cannot confirm if it's like, hey, you know, it's just a, um, it's just a time difference thing, or what might have, you know, what might be happening here. So I'm hoping to hear from them over the next, uh, over the next day or so. I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to take a bit of time on this. It is a bit frustrating when you like. Hey, I'm really into this game and now I need to stop playing it until I find out something else from these people. Um, and if I don't hear back from them via Twitter, maybe I'll take it a bit further and talk to them via email or something. Hopefully. Take it to court. Yeah, pretty much. Take it to switch court. Um, but yeah, so far, so, you know, enthusiastic, spooky thumbs up for Lamentum, except for the bit where I've run into a game breaking bug, which sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. The spookiest bug of all. Yes, indeed. Stopping me from playing the game. Terrifying. Uh, yeah, so that's Lamentum. Um, uh, so, Levens, take us to the cave, buddy. Well, I've not encountered any game-breaking bugs, but I have had my back broken after stepping on a bug in Spelunky 1 or 2. I can't remember which one has the bug in it. But, right. uh, so Spelunky... Um, is a game that first came out as a, uh, a browser game, free-to-play browser game in 2009. And if anything I say in the next 10 minutes interests you, you can still go to SpelunkyWorld.com and download the original pixel art Spelunky, um, which is 9.5 megabytes big, uh, and play this game in a very fun and playable form, I'm sure. Um, in this game, you play a man or one of like four different characters that you can choose from in the um, in the Switch version. Uh, but basically, all you, you, what you are you are going down and down and down a, a cave, searching for treasure um, and encountering different monsters and 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 traps. And your goal is to either find like some truly um, like like, like a, basically an idol, a very expensive piece of treasure, or a a, a damsel in distress, and you're going to take them to the exit with you. And then uh, you 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 exit the cave, and then it kind of gives you a little score, and you keep going further and further further down. Um, like all roguelites, which this is absolutely one, uh, this game has an endpoint, but. 
recently I was lamenting the fact that there are, I have too many games that are taking, they're over 10 hours long at least that I'm kind of in the middle of. And all I really want is to to escape into a game that, you know, I can play for a short amount of time and I have to worry about that. And provided I just ignore the fact that this has an, an end point, you know, if, if, that I will possibly never get to. Uh, Spelunky is de- definitely just hitting that, oh, hell yeah, I'm just going to play for a little bit, die a bunch of times, get a bunch of gold, you know, get told, hey, you, you did slightly better this time, and then turn my turn my switch off and go about my day. Um, have you played Spelunky in any of its forms, John? I've played the first one a long while ago on my computer. I think yeah, actually it was, almost, it was almost one of my first introductions to, like, the sort of roguelite universe if you will yep i think it's ro- it's officially a rogue like we need we really need to just have like a, a guide like a, a piece of paper yeah. in front of us with which, which which is which but it was made in yeah game maker studio um by a uh, a developer called uh, derek Yu, um with programmer andy hull and then uh, various composers worked on the very good soundtrack um but this is a game that uh you can play on pc on xbox on playstations 3 4 and 5 playstation vita um, and uh, your Mac and the Switch now because the uh, the Switch port, along with the sequel, um, which came out last year, but on Switch they were collected and released just over a week ago. Um, for would, the first time you can play this on a Nintendo. I would go so far as to say that that first Spelunky game is like an indie, like a legendary level indie. Yes, and despite owning it on, on my PlayStation 3, 4, and Vita, um, I've never played it before. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, playing it. Um, yeah, I think it was like a you know a PlayStation Plus game many years sure, ago. Sure, sure. Had it had it on my uh, on my I linked to my account for all those years. Um, but yeah, having it on on Switch, you, yeah, this is like you know what's known as the the kind of HD version um, of of the game. And yeah, you do get a little bit of lore at the beginning where you have like you know the explorer kind of. Uh, going down into a cave and then you kind of read this diary belonging to another explorer who you, you, the tutorial for the game where you learn how to use your whip and how to use your like ropes to, to go up and how to use bombs to, to blow apart parts of the level so you can get explore new areas. Um, the tutorial is all done where you are kind of playing as a different explorer um, where he's kind of doing it as like a diary entry, like, you know, for any explorer who finds my, who wants to who wants to know what I'm doing? Here's what I've been doing, and so he is forever chasing this big treasure at the bottom of the cave. And so you too, who decide to go down that that dark path, um, there's like snakes and spiders and bats and bugs and uh, traps. Like you know, idle heads will spit arrows at you, um, and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, you've got to hold down. Um, one of the trigger buttons to run um, and which allows you to jump further, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's pretty like simple platforming, but with just like so much chaotic stuff on the screen, things to dodge, things to dig through and, and, and collect. Um, it's a ton of fun. And the, the soundtrack makes it a, a real joy to play. It looks great considering this is technically a 2009 game, but yeah, the, uh, the enhanced version, I think, was originally made for Xbox Live Arcade in 2012, and that's the version that I guess I'm playing um, now on Switch, the Switch port. Um, and yeah, last year they made Spelunky 2, in which you play as the daughter of the main character from the first Spelunky. Um, you're on the moon, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the basically yeah you, you you go to visit the moon in order to find your missing parents um so basically i spent an hour um playing half an hour of spelunky doing the tutorial um then doing a few runs dying a bunch of times getting a bunch of money 
Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to check out the second one, see what the jump is in terms of graphics. And most importantly, what, you know, is, is there a lot of assumed knowledge that you've played the first game? Um, you know, am I just going to be thrown into it or is this going to have a tutorial too? Um, and I think it says a lot about both these games that I effectively play, spent 40 minutes of an hour playing two different tutorials. Um, and both of them were really good tutorials. And I think it just speaks to how fun these games are to play in the tutorial for Spelunky 2, um, which again was uh, directed by uh, Derek Yu, who did the first one. And we have a new... I think he did everything just with a new composer doing the music, uh, Eric Surke. Um, I've definitely butchered your name and I apologize, Eric. Um, in fact, there's, an, there's, an, there's a rogue eye in, in the first half of his name. So his name probably isn't even Eric. So sorry, sorry, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the, the tutorial for Splunky 2, you're, you're chasing your dog who basically is like run off with your parents' diary. And um, as you make your way through the, le- the tutorial levels, he drops a page, you pick up the page and you get a little bit more story. Uh, to set up what 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 this game is about, um, you have like a little hub world because every time you die, you go back to the beginning of the cave in both games. But uh, at the be- at the top of the cave in the second game is this little hub where there's like little bedrooms and there's four different players that you can play as at the beginning of the game. And when you're not playing as them, they're just kind of like hanging out in the hub world and you can talk to them. Um, there are just in like the you know 15 minutes I spent playing the second one there's all kinds of new enemies and more importantly way more different crazy traps this is one enemy that kind of like you can see him digging around throughout the level and then he'll just shoot up beneath you or to the side of you and attack you there's so many ways to die in this game and this game encourages you to die as often as possible like only the best uh, roguelikes do um, but you don't really feel I don't know I haven't I obviously I've not put enough time in it to get bummed out when I get when I die, for me, I'm in that glorious time where that's just part of the gameplay, baby. Sure, and, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I know this is like this got tens when it came out last year um, and was on a lot of people's game of the year lists, but I feel like o- overall was overlooked because it came out. It didn't come out on the Switch. Basically, this game yeah. should, it should have absolutely been a, a Switch title for launch. Um, it was out on uh, on PC and P- PS4 um, at a time where everyone had, had, was just about to get PS5s. Um, and uh, most people were playing games like this, like you know, roguelikes and 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 platformers. I feel like have a very much a, a home on the Switch. So it's great to have these collections uh, come out now. They came out on August twenty sixth last month. Um, the graphical like leap from um, Splunky One to Two, you know, it's not enormous, but it's far more cartoony. And okay. um, a massive uh, change is that you no longer have to hold the ZR button to run, you just automatically run. And in mm. fact, you hold down ZR to, to, to walk, <laughs> which is, which is a cool, cool change. Up. Look how far we've come Levens. Yeah. I know that like, as I, as you play more of this, there's lots of massive changes uh, to like, you know, all kinds of new things that you can do. Um, but dude, it's, it's very cool. Can we confirm? Are you on the moon? Uh, yes. Oh, cool. So uh, you, 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 you play as Anna, who's the daughter of the explorer from the first game, and the explorer and their wife. His wife is uh, they've, they've traveled to the moon, um, and left it left like like you know. If you are reading this, here's what's happened, my darling daughter. So she visits the moon to find her missing parents, and uh, there's caves also on the moon and treasures and enemies. <laughs> I just I just assume the explorer from the first game is called Spelunky. Yep, like it's man. it's it's how the guy wearing green in Legend of Zelda's name is Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> <Urgh>. <laughs> Triggered, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, just just purely in that like. I, I associate that little character with the word Spelunky above it so much that I'm like, his name is Spelunky. <laughs> Whatever it yeah, actually, so this game, actually happens to be. Yep. This game was... Uh, he, he, um, the Derek Yu, the creator of the first game, partnered with uh, a team called Blitworks to do all the game's programming. Um, they're a Spanish uh, studio who have ported lots of games like Fez, Sonic CD, Jet Set Radio, Super Meat Boy, Bastion and don't starve. So I guess they specialize in porting PC games to to consoles. So pretty cool that he was able to work with them in in programming this game from the get-go. Um and it features something called a liquid physics system. Um what's like the biggest new thing is that like yeah, fl- fluid will flow naturally throughout a level. Wow, cool. Um, and there's like there's like lava levels and things like that. So they're obviously utilizing that new physics engine. Um he he kind of really tried to make the world from Spelunky 2 feel like a living, breathing place um, in order to keep people from getting bored of the level and keep them engaged. Um, and there's apparently a lot more lore and backstory um, for the world and characters in this game. Um, so I'm now I'm at that point where I'm like, well, do I try and finish the first one or just, do I just spend more time in the, in the, more, in the you know, surely improved second one? Um, what are you leaning towards? I'm probably just going to, you know what I'm like, I'll probably flick between the two. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, get another switch. Play them both at once. Very good point. One with my feet, one with my hands. Yeah, Makes total sense. <laughs> um, yeah, highly, highly recommend everyone Spelunker a little, little, little bit because you don't. Have to, it's not. A, it's not a package. I love that they did this. You can buy um, both Spelunky one and Spelunky two separately on on the uh, on the Switch. I will tell you how much they are in a moment. But um, yeah, I think- you know, I feel like. We're so used to them being collected as a as a collection, and you know a lot of people have probably played Spelunky too. I'm um, sorry, Spelunky, Spelunky but one. Want, yeah. to, want, to, want to check out Spelunky one, Spelunky two. You know yeah, I think I think while I wait for this bug fix on Lamentum, maybe Spelunky two is what I get up to. Yeah. Um, so for some reason it's telling me in euro, but Spelunky is uh, is ten ten euro, and Spelunky two is twenty euro. Um, so pretty, right. pretty, pretty, pretty good deals. Uh, one um, one can only presume from Europe. Yeah. Spelunky three will be thirty euro, or no, forty euro. Oh, we're is moving. It, we're moving in that direction, are du- we? It doubles. It doubles. Look, ah. Only time will tell. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> sorry. In, in Australia, fifteen dollars for this first Spelunky and uh, thirty for the second, which is a pretty good deal. You can get both Spelunky games for forty-five bucks, or you can see how. Much you like uh, the Spelunky verse by uh, paying fifteen dollars for the first one, and that'll tell you if you like this kind of game or not. Because yeah. uh, the the second one is not drastically different, just more more of the same. However, but but considerably more polished and with a lot more to do. Um, very cool ports. I'm liking them, and no game breaking bugs so far. Love to hear it. Really um, do so that, because God, I'm that, frustrated. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That sucks because yeah, yeah John had a very frustrating experience with a different game. Um, do you, to, do you want to say just a little a little word of warning for anyone that was considering it, considering you've uh, you brought it up on the podcast before? I'm I'm not going to go too deep into my issue with it. I'll just say one thing: the game is the magnificent Truffle Pigs. I had hopes for it. How and, could you not with a name like that? And I will say I like the core gameplay mechanic of of metal detecting. I think that's that's a really like contemplative and calm way to play a game that still has moments of excitement in it. One of my biggest issues is the game goes out of its way to stop you from doing it. Damn. Yeah. Like, you you never thought you'd hear Mr. Story play say it, but there's too much story in this game. 
Well, that seems like a, a criticism I had of 12 minutes too. Like, it, yeah. I just felt like the game didn't want me to do anything. Yeah. Except kill my wife repeatedly. <laughs> Have you seen that new... Do you watch What If? Um, no, the, the, the Marvel thing. No. Yeah, it's, it's like a Marvel What If show on Disney Plus at the moment. It's animated. Every episode is like, you know, what if... Captain America was actually the girl from Captain America and she got sure. the, the Super Soldier Serum, not not Steve Rogers. Um, there's one where it's like, what if Steve Rogers lost his heart and not his hands? And it's him and uh, Rachel McAdams' character. She dies in the car crash, not not his hands. Like he, he doesn't... Have you seen Doctor Strange? Mm, oh, okay. Yeah, got you. You said Captain America and I was a bit like... Uh... Didn't I say Doctor Strange? What if no, Doctor you Strange said Cap- I'm pretty sure you said Captain America up the top. Well, now, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm tired, everybody. This yeah. is doing nothing and my yeah. eyes, eyeballs hurt. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, uh, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? And so Rachel McAdams uh, dies in this car crash, that, which is, you know, Doctor Strange's origin story. And he keeps trying to bring her back using his Eye of Agamotto to, to turn back time. And uh, he can't break the loop, but he tries many, many times. And so we see... Uh, Rachel McAdams' character die over and over and over and over again as he tries to get the get out of the time loop essentially, and it was uh yeah it, was, it gave me gave me twelve minute um, flashbacks feels flashbacks yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're yelling at the screen try drugging her <laughs> get her to turn on the faulty electric switch hide in the <laughs> cupboard Doctor Strange <laughs> oh boy. Um, so that's it for this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed our uh, our reviews of Spelunky 1, 2, uh, Lamentum, our continued reviews of Psychonauts 2 and Dodgeball Academia, especially that versus mode. And of course, our uh, games to look forward to from the Asobu Showcase and Indie Houses Show, uh, the Indie Houses Direct and the Awesome Indies Showcase from Gamescom 2021. Mostly just repeating it so I know what to write in the show notes. I'm just sure. Back to this, part. this is for my metaphor, not yours, dear <laughs> listener. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want more All the Small Games uh, and you uh, r- listen to everything in our feed already, why not head to patreon.com slash all the small games where you can listen to over 10 hours worth of bonus material that we've recorded so far. Uh, we've done uh, several game of the month um, episodes and, and we are very, we are actually overdue for for one. So maybe John and I need to work out this week when's yes. good for us to do a second episode uh, about the game Inside. Um, and also, you get access to um, a game, a podcast that we do called All the Other Things, um, where we talk about all the other media outside of the small games world that we've enjoyed, uh, including uh, things like The Nanny and Forza Horizon Four from our I'll, most recent episode. I'll tell you what, I am so stoked for our next All the Other Things. I have so much stuff to talk about. What shitty sitcom are you watching every season of now? <laughs> get bent, man. I have. We've got Frasier. <laughs> We've got uh, Only Murders Left in the Building. Okay. The new Steve Martin, Martin oh, Short yeah, one. He on, wants to watch that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we caught up on the second season of Tuka and Birdie. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I hey, I have stuff to talk about. He's oh, yeah. And the buddy. season four of AP Bio. Oh, is that? Yeah, okay, cool. I, I, that, that's a very long amount of episodes for me to get into, but I considered it. Yeah. Well, maybe... We watched, we watched, we watched Booksmart the other night, and uh, the creator of AP Bio plays a pretty funny character in that. Which which character? M- Mike O'Brien plays the uh, the guy, the, the pizza delivery guy. I won't spoil what he. Ends oh up being. yeah yeah yeah, fantastic yeah. 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 Um, um, hey, yeah. good movie. 
Maybe yeah. we'll talk about that in the next All the Other Things. But hey, you can get all of that, all of our bonus episodes, plus get access to our Discord community at patreon.com slash all the small games. Uh, $5 a month is all it costs to access all that material, plus be a part of our awesome community with many other like-minded indie game loving people. Uh, come and join us. We'd love to see you there. Patreon.com slash all the small games. Uh, John can be found at 16tacos on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at levdog, L-E-V-D-O-W-G. And uh, as of uh, a couple of weeks ago, I have a YouTube channel now, which I'd love for you to check out youtube.com slash levens i got a few videos of my kids up there talking about games and japanese shit (laughs) Um, and a bunch more videos on it on the way so go check those out Uh, if you want to email the show you can all the small games at gmail.com and twitter we are at all the small game facebook.com slash all the small games that's everything i think plus my podcast hey fam and uh serious issues we did a really good episode of serious issues this week if you're a jojo's bizarre adventure fan go check it out uh thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you next week see you next week everyone hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.